Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, there needs to be an asterisk, but be not next to always. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's times where I come close. Hey, well, I'm trying not to bring all that up. I'm okay. at peace right now, so peace be with you as well. Peace be with you as well. Yeah, and that's Thank actually what we're going to talk about today. You know, we're going to talk about peace. You know, we've over the last few weeks, we've been uh, really jumping into some of these shows, and they've sort of trickled along a trail that we've we sort of built and like breadcrumbs. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we we're talk, going somewhere. That's right. Yeah. So we talked, you know, first a, a few weeks ago, if you remember about the truth and the need to live for the truth in our lives and you know, the coming of Christ and that's the coming of truth. And how do we prepare for that with living the truth in our own lives, the good, the bad, and, and what we need to be doing. And then what keeps you from living the truth in your life excuses. We did the show on that and talked about how those get in the way of, of, of living the truth of Christ in our lives. And then, you know, what, what happens after the excuses? Well, you have to make a change. So we talked about the right. show about changing. And you know, really wanted to talk about what the fruits are of doing those things. Of first understanding and, and deciding I'm going to live truth in my life. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to know the way that Christ wants me to live. And then I'm going to get rid of the excuses in my life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unite my plan with his, which means I'm going to change. I'm going to be different and, and, and be okay not being in control. So what are the fruits of that? And, and really, a lot of the readings lately, and, and especially at, at Christmas time with the angel Gabriel coming and peace be with you, and, and those signs, it really led me to this peace that, that I've found in my life, that even if, even if things aren't going my way, like I, you know, I mentioned lately that there's some changes going on in my life, and I'm still trying to figure that out, but through it all, I've got a peace because I know that God has my back and that I've done the things in my life that he's asking me to do, and so I really wanted to talk about that today. It's just that that's the goal of what Christ wants in our lives. It's for us to follow him, to believe in him, to trust him, to love him. And then the fruit of that is, is a great peace in our lives of knowing that, that you know, we have everything we need in him. So, you know, I want to start off. There's, there's a, you know, I read Divine Intimacy. I was reading Divine Intimacy number 33. And there was a good um, definition of, of peace in here, biblical definition. It says, peace is the tranquility of order. Order is established by the law and will of God. Those who respect this order fully possess the plentitude of interior peace, and those who depart from it, even in the slightest degree, lose their peace in proportion to their deviation from it. So I really like that because it starts talking about that's how we get to that inner peace, is is to know that truth and learn it and love it and and, and to really um, follow the Lord's will in the way that he asks us to in our life. I think like you're you're on onto something with with the inner peace uh, because I think everyone if you look at like self help books mm-hmm. nothing really attached to any faith or religion but it's like find your inner peace mm-hmm. I mean everyone is looking for some kind of a calming influence for them to kind of set their life in a, a, a tone of peacefulness sure and uh, I think a lot of us we kind of go about the not the wrong way but the incorrect way in the sense of how to establish it. And like you were saying, you know, it's it has to do something with spiritualness. It has to be mm-hmm. not just like meditating. It has to be knowing who you're worshiping. Mm-hmm. You know, like they said of the Godhead of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sure. 
because they all come together. Like if God is love, then Christ is peace as well. Right. And, I mean, and it, it has to do with restoring your identity. You know, we've talked about that a million times on this show is, is if I don't know who I am, then I'm never going to have peace, right? Because I'm always looking for that. I'm always longing for what am I supposed to do now? Who am I supposed to be? What's the next thing? You know, what's going to tell me who right. I am? But you're never satisfied until you right. have that. Yeah. Because you have a war waging between two things. You have the devil who wants to create chaos and destruction and, and Christ wants peace and healing and redemption in your life. So the two are always clashing. And and if we're falling into into the devil's way of that, then we've 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 lost our identity. We've talked about that. So we have to reclaim that. And you know, and, and part of one of the talks I give when I'm out on the road and and you know, here locally doing some things is I always associate with my my uh, witness story, you know, being in a in a concrete cell, you know, of, of brick and mortar and all that. But most of us are walking around in a in a you know a uh, virtual prison of our own fears, our own anxieties, our own sins and worries and all of those things. And the devil wishes to keep us there. And that's why it's so easy for us to to you know make things relevant to our you know the truth relevant to us and to make excuses and and not change our lives is because he convinces you that it's that it's comfortable in that cell and you don't need to leave. And if you do, things are going to change and you're going to just be in this world of chaos. But when the truth is, is Christ is always knocking on that door and he's always waiting for you to open it up so that he can say, look, come here. It is better here. And, and there's not chaos out here. There's not this, there's just trust and belief and peace and love. And so that's what people find when you see these people that have had, you know, last night I was at a Crescio meeting with, with uh, a couple of our friends and, and one of them brought a guy that had been in prison for five years, lost everything, you know, had, I don't know what he did, but it was some kind of insurance thing. And he lost his family, lost his money, all these things that he had that he thought brought who he was and, and peace in his life when, and he realized when things were taken away from him and, and just even when he got out, the fact that, you know, he didn't have to eat peanut butter, things like that, like that, that all those things weren't necessary, right? That all those things were taken away. And when he got out, now this guy, he has nothing like he used to, but he's found a job where he can help people and, and he's happy and he's peaceful because he's found his place. He's found his way home to Christ. And and there's so many examples of that in the Bible where where um, where Jesus does that. Like, you know, he comes up to, to, um, to his disciples. He's talking to me. He says, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives you, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Jesus is always looking to, to give us this gift. Um, you know, and when we don't have it, it, it's not that peace doesn't work. It's just that we're rejecting it. Right? Well, yeah, it's also, it's a word conforming. we're not, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a word we don't really understand. I mean, it took me a while to realize I was saying this statement, but yet I never really knew what peace was. Sure. You know, as a lot of people say, well, peace comes when you let everything go when you let the Holy Spirit come in. Yeah. Well, yes, that is it, but there's times where we still put barriers up to where we, we don't allow ourselves to be fully, like you said, vulnerable to receive uh, the powerful mm-hmm. movement of God in our lives because we still want to be what? Sure, in control. And driving yeah. the wheel, right. And and the essential definition of what peace, as you said earlier in the show, is what? It's like tranquility, right? Mm-hmm. It, it encompasses everything in your life, not just a few things, but everything in your life. And when Christ said, peace, I leave with you, my peace, I give to you. I mean, he was, it's a big thought of it. Uh, it's a hard thought for us to really comprehend totally. Until you get to a point in your spiritual self, you're like, 
bingo. You know, it's sure. like it finally gets to you where like peace is a lot of things of, of love, of trust, of being vulnerable and being okay with it, and then knowing that you're not your best without God. Sure, and, yeah. and not mistaking peace for being content. Like, because you, you know, you said something a minute ago that made me think about that. Like, a lot of people think I'm I'm okay, but that means like I'm content with my circumstances. That doesn't mean you're at peace. That just means like some catastrophe is not happening right. in your Stable. life. Right. Yeah, like nothing bad's happening in my life right now that I can't handle. But that's not what God wants. He doesn't want a life where we're glad something. That isn't happening. He wants something where we're always at peace through, even through the suffering and, and, and just trusting and loving in him. And, you know, that comes with what I was talking about earlier. And it's a quote from St. Teresa of, of Jesus is, holy peace consists in a union with God's will of such a kind that no dissension arises between the will of God and the soul. But they're both one, not in words or in desires alone, but in works. Like this is, it's just commune together that you're, you're on the same path and you're understanding and seeking what the ways of that God wants you to walk in your life, and because of that, the great fruit of that is that peace of being, being you know all in on the plan of God, and in that there's so many places in the Bible where you see that Jesus wants to bring this to us, and I think out there there's just there's so many people looking for answers somewhere else. Like you talked about meditation and all these, and I just if I can do these things, that's where my peace is. But your peace is always going to be in Christ. I mean, that's the only, they call right. him the Prince of Peace. There's a reason for that. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're getting little pieces of it, but they're not yeah. getting a full portion. A piece of the peace. I right. see what you did there. Right. P-I-E-C-E. That's right, man. <laughs> I'm a little, you know, you know yeah. just throwing stuff out there. But like you said, you're right. They're getting little pieces of the peace that mm-hmm. Christ gives. But when you all in with Christ, I mean, you get the full dosage sure. of it. Well, and it's not, I don't want to make it sound like when you're following Christ every day smells like roses and all that either. You still have your troubles. Oh, yeah. But it's just the peace of knowing I'm going to be okay. I'm his, and and I've given myself to him, and he's always going to be watching out for me. Just like the reading the other day in the gospel, you know, I love it. It's after the five thousand, you know, have been fed, and Jesus always find that funny that he's like, I'm going to stay back and dismiss everybody. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool, and, like like putting yourself in that story. You know? Yeah, well, but you think like, why is Jesus the one dismissing? He should yeah. be out like, you know, right. I'm done. I'm going to go over here and rest. It, and he sends his guys off, and then he goes sends up everybody the mountain. Away. Yeah. yeah, and then he. He sends the you know the disciples across the sea, and then he goes up to pray, and he comes down, and he's watching them right there. Now the storm's raging, and he's watching from the from the from side, afar, yeah. and it says that he takes off to walk to pass them. But you know, God, Jesus didn't make mistakes. He he walked the way he walked where they would see him, and they're they're screaming and crying out. And then what does he say? Like it is I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. coming into the boat, and everything calms down. Yeah, and that's what he wants to do in our life for us. But we have to be able to trust him and let him do it. You know, and there, there's just so many instances in the Bible where he does that, where, you know, like today there was a reading on the leper. And, you know, it says that he, he saw Jesus and he walked up and he laid prostrate in front of him and said, you know, I want you to, um, you know, I want to be healed if, if you will it. And Jesus looks at him and says, I do will it. And I think sometimes in our life we can get confused and think, you know, when bad things happen and, you know, sufferings and things come upon us that like, where's God in all of this? But God is always willing to heal us. He's always like, yes, I do will this. I will this in your life, but it takes, it takes action on your part, right? I can't do it for you. I'm not going to make you, but there's a call to, to live the things we've been talking about on this show through 48, 49 episodes of, of getting to know myself and where I need Christ in my life and, and how to change into this person he needs me to be. So that's what's beautiful about that reading today is he says, I do will it. And then he reaches out and touches him and he heals this man. And yes, he has leprosy, but that that can be anything in our lives. Our, our, 
our drinking problem, drugs, our, our pornography problem, our our selfishness, our you know, all our anger issues, anything that we're dealing with, God's always standing there. Jesus is always standing there saying, I am I do will it. I will your good and I want nothing but peace for you and love. And we just have to to believe it and be convinced of it and let him let him give us that gift. But it also takes you know, a requirement of effort on our part to live the way that we're called to live. Right. And you kind of mentioned something else about the suffering of the individual, the leper. I mean, you know, you you can suffer and that's okay because you're coming closer to God. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he allows suffering to happen so that you know him better. Sure. That you rely on him. And so, like I said, not all suffering is, like you said, a punishment. That's, yeah. Well, you I used to what, interpret that a long time. It's yeah. not. It's like, okay, you say you love me and Why you want to you get closer, to me, yeah. right? You want to get closer to me. So if I'm going to prepare you to do something for me and know you're going to listen to me, there's going to be some little trials that I'm going to put you and put in your way. And if you and if I'm successful in, in allowing God to help me through that and relying on Him, then He's mm-hmm. like, okay, well then, good, you well, did that. You, yeah. You see, I mean, there's so many people that I've I know in my life. My mother, when she was, you know, when they told us I was in the doctor's office the day that they told her that. You know, the only doctor's appointment I ever went with her with, I'm sad to say, but um, they told her that, you know, this has moved your brain and you've got maybe two months left to live. Mm-hmm. And and I would be a mess. And my mother just was like, I accept it. I love the Lord. And if this is his plan. And, and you know, you see that a lot with people you think, like, I would be freaking out. But mm-hmm. there's this peace when you've been following the Lord and when you have a relationship where it's like, if this is his will, then then this is the way it is. And you see that so often with people that get this bad news that, that are really faithful is is I've got to take this just like the, all the days I had that were good, right? And they they're, you know? they're with the bad news they're still in peace with Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's amazing. And that's the thing that's why He never leaves you through it. Like just because you got this disease doesn't I mean it's over. He's with you every day, and you know, and He shows us that so many other places in the Bible. I mean, we talked about the storm, but you know, He let's look at Peter. Right, I mean, we've all made mistakes in our lives. Every one of us. I've made more than <laughs> you can write a book on on the stuff I've done in the last week, probably. But they, you know, if you look specifically at Peter and Jesus is has anointed him as is his um, is the, the rock of the church, yeah, rock, the, the, yeah, the first pope, and you know, giving him all this responsibility, and then you know, Peter's sitting there telling him he's not going to deny him and he's not going to to do these things, and Jesus tells him, you know, before the cock crows three times, you're you're going to deny me, and oh, I won't, I'd rather die, and all those things. And then what happens? He does exactly that. And like I always think about how did Peter feel? Like when, when he hears Jesus comes back, like Jesus is back, he's like, what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, yeah, I can always imagine he's like, what does this mean for me? Because I failed him. And you know, just the things that must be going through his head. And then what does Jesus do? He calls him over You know, when they have the fire with the fish, and he's sitting there, and he gives him three opportunities to tell him he loves him. You know, so Jesus is always waiting there, no matter what we've done, mistakes, any of those things, none of those fracture our relationship with him unless we allow it. You know, he's always got that open door. And so he comes to Peter, you know, and he and he gives him the same amount of times that he messed up to say, it's fine. I love you. We, this is fixed. You know, now I need you to move forward in the plan that we've talked about. And it's so wonderful because we have a God and I think we forget about that. You know, that, that that's what he desires for us and everything that he does is for us to just to know his love and, and, and that he wills our good and our redemption. And, and the fruit of that has got to be that peace that we have when we know that we're walking in his ways. Right. And, and the unique thing I think about Peter, which I really admire, is that even through his mistakes and the, the betrayal, you know, he still loved Christ. And and even though after the fact, when he was became the 
the church of the Acts. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, hey, you're Peter. You're the guy that denied Christ three times. He's like, yeah, I did. And, and let me tell you, you know, it's changed my life. You mm-hmm. know, yes, it was terrible that I did that, but he had to proclaim that message still. I mean, everyone knows who Peter is. Everyone knows the things that he he did and the great things he did and the things that he struggled in because he makes us more human for mm-hmm. us, you know. And But yet he still has to tell his own story of mistakes. You know? Right, so. yeah. And it's, I mean, that it, it's all such a, a wonderful thing, you know, about, because what I love too about it all is just the number of times that you look at the Bible and you see things like, take courage, be not afraid, those things that are said over and over again. And this is another one of those things that Jesus has all the time is peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you. I mean, it's the first thing he said when he appeared to the apostles in the upper room. He knew they were scared. He knew, you know, they're all sitting up there going, what do we do with our lives now? What do we, you know, the our, the, the guy we thought was God was killed. Yeah. And then here he comes appearing in the room and says, hey, peace be with you. And I know he's trying to tell them, like, don't freak out either. I'm real. But that's always the way he greets us is this anxiety, this worry, this, this, you've got to have this trust in me that, you know, and stop going the other way. It's like sometimes we can be on a bungee cord with Christ on the other end and we're on the other and we're, we're running taut, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're weary and we're, we're beat down. And it's like, he's constantly going, look, like pulling on the cord a little bit saying, come back this way and just be calm. Right. And, and your life can be so much better if you just give it to me. And that's the the goal of all of our lives, right? That we're, we're sitting here as Christians called to to love and follow Christ and to live that life. And so he wants us to know in all times. I mean, every time he says it over and over again in the Bible, this is what waits for you. This hectic life, this this life where you think you've got to keep up with the Joneses and you've got to have this and this and this and that and all these extra anxieties and things that you pull, you know, that you pile on yourself. Those are not required for what I need you to do and for the relationship that we need to have. And I think as men, we especially get caught up in that because we're taught we've got to be producers and we've got to always be doing something. And if we're not, then then we're wasting time. And and Christ is just saying, like, look, I mean, you don't always have to be doing that. Like, the, the, the peace is the important thing. And that's been some of the best things I've done in my life is is realizing that. And one of my favorite parts of the day every morning is getting up and sitting down in a chair in my room and just staring at the wall or staring out the window and just just doing nothing but just clearing my mind and just saying everything is out of the way but you i'm going to have 60 seconds a minute and a half of peace and then i'm going to listen to what you have on my heart this morning and i'm going to pray i'm going to ask you for the things that you want of me i'm going to give you my life i'm going to turn it over to you again and, and that's one thing i say every morning is lord you gave me all these gifts you gave me everything in my life i give them back to you I, I give you my life right now to do what you want with is yours. And and when you start from that place of peace in your life in the morning, it, it really sets the tone of the day. And and it just no matter what comes, you know, like I am with you. I have I have re um joined the Father today, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And everything we're gonna go to together, we're going side by side. We're standing shoulder to shoulder. And I'm gonna walk with them through it all. Right. And what you're saying is that the more intimate you are in prayer time, the closer you are with with God and yeah. the more the peace comes upon that. Well, and you give like, that's what he wants to do is, you know, you hear people say, give it to God. Well, that's what they're saying. Like all these things, you know, with what's going on in my life right now, I, there's several different things that are, you know, being thrown around and I'll talk about it a little bit more is, is, is there some more clarity on it? But, but it's like, I can't do anything about all those. All I can do is give them to God. If I sit there and try to control them or make this happen or, or try to make, you know, this work or force that, 
then all I am is an anxious, worried mess that's no good to my wife, no good to my children, no good to my friends, no good in ministry, or anything else that I'm trying to do with my life because I'm self-consumed with trying to make my own path, without with trying to, to bend things, the truth, to my way or however you'd want to say that. And, and that's not how we're meant to go through our lives, and that's playing right into the devil's hands because he wants to keep you like a dog chasing your tail. You know, he wants to have these things that go, well, what if this happens? And you start going, yeah, what if that does happen? I don't know what that happens, but if that happens, what if that happens? That's going to cause this to happen. And the next thing you know, you're you're a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could look around the country at the at the opioid, uh, the opioid crisis yeah. and look at all these people that are on all of these drugs everywhere because I'm tense or I'm this or I'm that. And I, look, I don't know anybody's medical diagnosis or whatever, but I'd be pretty, you know, very willing to say that there's probably an overprescription of these things because we just don't know where our peace is supposed to come from. Right? Now I get it from a pill because I don't I don't know that there's something out there with me, God, who can sit here and give me the same thing as some of these things that I've got to take. And I really think that's one of the big problems why you see people with addiction so much. I know it was with me. If I knew what I knew now in my life I don't think I would have ever had the problems with cocaine and things that I did because I wouldn't be looking for substances and everything else to do this in my life for me. That The peace I've found in Christ is better than any peace that I've ever found in my life with anything else. Right. Anxiousness can dismiss peace from your life very quick and easily. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, you know, instead of turning to these substances and all these things, we turn to the one thing that could truly give us that for the rest of our life, and that's Christ. So, you know, um, and you see it again and again. I mean, another example is Matthew. You know, I, I remember watching the movie Son of God. I love the way they depict it. Ma- Matthew's sitting there and he's taking taxes and, and these people are just screaming and yelling at him like they hate him and they're cussing him out and stuff because he's taking their money and Jesus walks up and the Pharisees are talking to him and he and he tells the story of the tax collector and stuff. And Matthew looks up at him as he's telling it. And he's, tears he's, streaming yeah, down his Yeah, and the face, tears yeah. are coming down his right. face. And he comes and he says, come and follow me. And all that's left behind, right? Just answering the call of Christ, he goes and follows him, becomes his disciple. You know, obviously had a tremendous impact on the church, became a martyr, and and all his life was full of peace all the way to that martyrdom. Right. Well, he was learned, so he could actually read and write, which means he probably was a, one of the original uh, yeah. accounts of what God was doing, what Christ was doing. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus. And so it's you know it's uh, I just I love this because it's. This is this is such a topic that has just been on my mind lately, and and finding yourself and I really love the places we can go to try to keep that peace in place because, like I said, the devil's always trying to knock you off of your horse. He's always trying to 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 keep you occupied from looking up and looking outward to others, and and so this peace of Christ is one of the greatest gifts that he can give us um, through following these things. So, um, you know, the main thing that we really need to to focus on here. Is, is where am I going to start? You know, and we've talked about just what is the truth of my life? You know, where am I, where have I been? Where am I going? What are the things I need to get rid of in my life? Being honest and open with ourselves. Look, look I know this has been a problem in my life and I know that Christ is, or something within me, that conscious that everybody likes to say my conscience, but really I think that's the voice of Christ in your life. It's saying, you know, this isn't right for you. We need to start there and see what truths that we're not living in our life. Um, and then we need to, to figure out why the excuses are for, for those truths, get rid of them and then start saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And really being open. And you can't find that until you start to look for these actively look for these places and moments to stop and be tranquil and, and to ask of him. You know, a lot of times we've talked about this before we go to prayer and we have this laundry list of everything we want done. 
instead of just sitting down and saying, Lord, what are you seeing me that needs to be cleaned up? Like I give you full permission right now to enter into my life and to clean this stuff up and, and to just rid me, come in with a big broom and get rid of this junk and allow me to make room for you and what you want in my life. And so when we can get rid of those excuses and then we can see the changes he wants to make, then we can, as, um, as it said in the St. Teresa of Jesus quote, we can unify our will with God. Then that's when that peace starts coming again in, where you can start working as a team instead of trying to, to do things on your own. And so I just, even John Paul II says, you know, the worst prison would be a closed heart. You know, he says, as the family goes, so goes the nation, so goes the whole world in which we live. Do not be afraid to take a chance on peace, to teach peace, to live peace, because peace will be the last word of history. And obviously he means, you know, with the coming of Christ and and those that follow him, there'll be a tremendous peace there and understanding your reward of going to heaven and everything else. So I don't even call that a reward, but the gift of going to heaven Mm -hmm. if you've lived the life that you want. But, you know, this is something that I, I, I speak to men about all the time. And, and, and you can see men just walking around and we have this idea that we're all uh, okay. But we all need to remember that we're broken and we're always going to be broken. But there's a redeemer and the gift that he wants to give us to remake us and to remold that clay. The, the, the secret sauce is the peace and his love that he wants to have from you. And, and you know, in a world that is so chaotic and loud and and just distracting from all things. We have to be good stewards of our time with the Lord and, and trying to grow in that because that's the only way we're going to be the men that we're called to be for our wives, for our children, for our friends, and for the rest of this world. So it just, you know, if you're struggling out there right now, I would I would suggest you go back and you listen to Starting With Truth and then go to Excuses and go to Change and, and listen to uh, this, this podcast on peace because God, if you're struggling with something right now, you know, God wants to take that from you and he wants to, to, to alleviate that, to give you this, this desire that your heart wants. And he's the only thing that can do it. And I I sit here, you know, before you today is living proof of that, of a guy that tried it every which way I could, but his. And when I finally decided to, to give in and for him, like the leper today, I I can remember being in that jail cell and saying, please, Lord, like I give up. I I, I don't, I have look where I've gotten myself. And I don't. I want a happy life. I want to be the man I called me to be. I need you. And he answered that call with the peace of his love and his redemption and his mercy. So, guys, that's just a call out. If you're struggling in your life, the Lord's there for you. And just ask for his peace, and I know he will give it to you. So why don't we close with prayer, Victor? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, the world we live in could be a very hectic and chaotic place. The devil's plan is to distract us from your truth with worry, anxiety, and lies. Help us to follow your plan that will unite our will to yours. And Father, remind us that when the storms of life blow in, that you're always there inviting us to enter into the gift of your peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.